Have you ever been called a band geek, a theater nerd, cyber dork, studio rat, gamer punk, orchestra dork, book monkey, drama jock, poindexter, artsy fartsy, or just plain weird? Well then, welcome to Art Nerds. This is the podcast where we sit down with our nerdy friends, embrace our inner geek, and celebrate our art. And welcome back, my friends. This is Art Nerds, the place where we talk with our nerdy friends about their artwork. Today on the other microphone, I have a, a new but a very good friend of mine. This is Renee Wilson. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. You're all giggly. <laughs> I am. I'm so excited. Yay. Okay. Well, let's jump right into it. Sure. Um, Renee, what is your art? So I think my main art would be theater performance, okay. um, which has... Uh, evolved, I think, a lot over the years um, in a lot of different forms that I didn't necessarily see coming, but also creative writing, which I don't actually oh. talk about very often. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Theater or uh, writing? Yeah, let's let's start with theater. Okay. Yeah. You said it evolves. Yeah. Over... Yeah. Uh, how do you mean? I mean, so, where does it start? Where did it start? So for me, it started in fourth grade. Um I preface this by saying no one in my family, like immediate family, extended family, no one does theater. I have no idea why <laughs> I decided to start it. No clue whatsoever. That might be why we get along. That because might be. <laughs> my family too. I am the, the so-called black sheep oh, because yeah. I have, my dad was an engineer. My mom was a nurse. My brother is a MBA. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm in the arts. So. Well, and see, so my dad was military, and so we, oh, yeah, so we actually traveled around quite a bit. And you know, growing up, I I got used to moving every two years and not knowing where we were going next. And so, yeah, uh, fourth grade, we were living in West Virginia at the time, and I I don't even remember where I saw that they were having auditions, but they were doing a production of The Hobbit, and I said, well, that seems fun. Let's let's do that. Did you know what the Hobbit was at that time? No, no clue. <laughs> no, no clue whatsoever. You just wanted to audition for something. Yeah, I played a grocery boy, and I had like two lines, and I was like, "This is so fun." <laughs> and so after that, I was like, "I'm gonna do the next one." And my mom's like, "Okay." And luckily, thank goodness, I have parents who are like, "Whatever you want to do, like oh, that's if that's nice. your thing, go for it." Um, because I went back and forth between doing theater, but then also very much into sports. So I was one of those, like going back and forth between, and to this day, I'm still very much the same. Like I love doing sports and like going to the gym, but I also really enjoy being in the theater. And so, um, yeah, it, 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 it evolved because I think that I didn't know anything about musical theater. Like Mm -hmm. I never did a musical up until high school and I I knew what they were. I had seen them, but, and I enjoyed singing, but I was really shy and did not want to sing in front of people. And so I did Cinderella in high school and, you know, I was in choir, but like in choir, you know, you're singing with a whole group of people. Right. You're just standing there. Yeah. You're standing there and you're not having to like Stand, like you can do solos here and there, but it's not like an entire number. Right. You're not drawing attention to no, yourself. No, no. <laughs> I, liked, I liked fitting in with everyone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I... Um, Which I find to be a contradiction, but... That's yeah. My- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you said, it evolves. Yeah. Well, and 
It was interesting because when I when I went to school uh, for college, so I actually went to the University of North Carolina at Wilmington. Okay. And uh, when I graduated high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to probably pursue theater, but mm-hmm. I had no idea what I wanted to go. And so I actually, um, a lot of people don't know this, I actually auditioned for North Carolina School of the Arts. Really? I did. And the thing is, the day of the auditions, we're sitting in the proscenium theater that they have and they're talking you know they're giving the orientation for the day and getting everyone settled what to expect for the day and they're saying you know what to expect during your time at the school were you to get accepted and i'm listening and i'm sitting there and i go i don't want to go to school here okay well what turned you off then i mean what i think there was i think i realized that i didn't want to go to a conservatory I wanted to go more, I wanted to go to a school that had more than just the arts to offer. Okay. To kind of have a a bit of a variety, you know? And they were very specific about, you know, you don't get to be seen by the public until your junior year. Like when you're doing work as a freshman and sophomore, because you are a representation of that school and they're putting out a specific product, they don't feel like you're ready until your junior year. Oh, I don't like that program either at this no, point. No, and it, you know, it may have changed a lot since right, then. But yeah, the, yeah, but at the time, and I found it interesting when we went to, when I went in for my audition, one of the things that seemed weird is they were asking a lot of questions about, well, what do your parents do? And what are, what is it? To me, it felt like they were looking to see, well, how are the means, financial means of your parents so that if you were to graduate, like, are you going to give back to our campus? And I felt like it was more of a moneymaker to them than it was actually getting people who were invested in developing their craft. And so, yeah, I... I, Yeah, I would cringe away from that too a little bit, I think. So I don't feel like I gave a good audition because I think I internally, I already knew, like, Like, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I actually, I took a gap year and just, I worked like three jobs just to make money and went to community college for a year. And then I applied to UNCW, having never visited Wilmington, got accepted and moved there sight unseen. Wow. And got my degree in theater performance. And um, even then at school, still never did a single musical. (laughs) And people would talk about musicals and they're like, oh, what about this show? And what about this show? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) I, I didn't know any of these shows. And so like, I felt like such a nerd for not knowing anything. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you've never heard of this. And I was like, I mean, I've seen Phantom. <laughs> I know what that is. <laughs> okay. I'll, 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 okay. I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll up you by a little bit of yeah. a hair. I was the same way in high school. I yeah. mean, I, I, my high school had a, uh, had a, had a marvelous instructor named Mr. Nelson and he taught communications and he taught a theater class mm-hmm. and, but he was the theater program and he yeah. by himself figured out how to put on two full plays a year. And he had this following in the Thespian Society mm-hmm. behind, and we loved him. And I did two shows a year through high school, not one musical. Yeah. Went to college, a uh, little uh, Eastern Illinois, a little liberal mm-hmm. arts place. Mm-hmm. Um, four and a half years there, at least one show a year, not one musical. I was a I was a musical snob. Mm. I honestly avoided it. Yeah. But. Um, but but I understand what you're talking about in yeah. terms of, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if my experience was there or just my heart wasn't in it. I don't know. But 
Was it? But that's, it sounds like the same thing you, you were going through at the yeah. same time. Well, and I had a, uh, I had a theater teacher in college who was very hard on her students, like to the point where like maybe a little too, too hard okay, on students. Yeah. Um, she never cast me in a single one of her shows. Really? And so like in my head, I'm thinking, am I just not good enough? Like, why can I not oh. get cast in a show? And, and I mean, she told me one time in, in, in her office, she's like, I'm hard on you because I see your potential. And I was like, yeah, but you don't have to make me cry yeah. in class. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, that's a you problem. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. I love her dearly to this day, but yeah, she, um, that's I mean, harsh. but she helped me develop a very thick skin when it came to okay, yeah. to theater. Um, and so, yeah, so when I graduated um, many years ago, uh, I, <laughs> I moved back up here because my family had moved back up here. And I was like, okay, I want to get involved in theater. And, and I want to, like, immerse myself in the community here. And I didn't know where to start. And so Rantoul, I think, I'm, I, I'm from Rantoul. Okay. Um, my, uh, I saw that they were having auditions for Hello Dolly. I knew nothing about Hello Dolly, but I was like, <laughs> I want to audition. And so I auditioned and I got cast and I went to the very first rehearsal and I was like, this is not it. This is not it. And I, like, it was, it was very strange. I, not a single person talked to me and, and there was, you could already yeah. tell a lot of people knew each other. And I was like, I don't know if, oh, I don't yeah. know if this is what I want to do. And so CUTC happened to be having auditions at the same time for Sweet Charity. So I went and auditioned for that and I got cast and I told the people in Hello Dolly, I'm so sorry. I got cast in another show and I can't do both of them at the same time. And thank God I did because I then spent from 2009, um, probably up until just a few years ago, I, that's kind of where, what kickstarted my, I guess not career, but like my path into musical sure. theater. Yeah. Um, have done so many shows with them and I've been very fortunate that I've done a lot of shows with most of the theater companies in right. town. Um, but I, I love being an ensemble member. I love ensemble work. Why? Because I think, again, I, yeah. under I understand it. Yeah. I can answer it for myself. Yeah. But uh, why? For me, especially with musicals, you cannot do a show without an ensemble. You can't. Sure. They help carry that show. Like, you can have amazing leads, but, like, the ensemble is what, like, they're working together as a unit. You know, having, having just seen um, SpongeBob, which I know I heard you got to... Yeah, be involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of my, my best friends, Chelsea Collier, um, directed that. And I was so, so proud of her. Um, you know, that, that's another show where it's like, there's so much happening mm -hmm. and you have to have a strong ensemble right, of people right, right. working together. Cause there's so many moving parts. But for me, I love being an ensemble member because I always know that I have other people there to support me. Okay. And I always know That's that... That's an interesting take on it. Well, it, for me too, I think it's it's less pressure because a lot of you are doing a lot of the same thing. And so okay. I liked yeah, to blend sense. in. <laughs> <laughs> because I was, again, I was still very shy. Like I, it took me going to karaoke. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, after Sweet Charity, um, one of my friends in the show, his, <laughs> his friends 
used to own Memphis on Main downtown okay. before it oh. got bought out. And so now it's like the venue CU, that area. Yeah, yeah. So we used to go there every Thursday night and sing karaoke. And over time, I started to get a little bit more confident in my ability. Okay. And I was like, okay, I, just, I know I can sing because I'm getting cast in shows. But again... It's that being the front man. Yeah. It's very scary, which is why, you know, um, KT Burke, who you just had recently, when she cast me a Mamma Mia, there were multiple times that I had imposter syndrome and I would go up to her and say, are you sure that you want me as <laughs> Donna? Because <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I had a hard time believing that it was like, okay. So, okay. I, I, I have a hard time believing you. <laughs> Only, and I say this only because yeah. I met Renee yeah. as a director when I cast her in a show last year. And your acting chops are phenomenal. Thank you. No, I mean it. Thank uh, you. You're one of the strongest actors I've worked with in a long, 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 long time. Thank you so much. Uh, but you not having the confidence to do anything <laughs> just strikes me as just... Because, you know, seeing yeah. you on stage and seeing you take chances and seeing yeah. you... You know, we got you know with us with the with the role you had, and mm-hmm. you know, we did we did the play She Kills Monsters. With the role you had in that, by the time we got down to the last week, mm-hmm. you weren't just going through rote. You were playing. You and everybody around yeah. you were playing with the lines and playing with the character. Yeah. And there was a confidence and a skill that was way above community college, and that goes for everybody in the cast. Yeah. But to hear you say. You don't have the confidence to do that? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> well, I think it's um, – th- thank you for saying that. I it, it definitely helps when you have really great scene partners to work with. And right. and I had some amazing – like, Emma playing Agnes yeah. is just fantastic. And Mikey Ruby, I cannot wait to see his Ooh, journey. I, I know. I am obsessed with him on stage. Like, and Isn't just he as a person, he's so great. And yeah, he's so like, wonderful. Like just those tiny little act, act um, interactions between you and uh, like Spencer. Spencer, Hayes. oh Spencer, I mean, who, I mean, yeah, you, you may have had five words between the yeah. two of you the entire show. Yeah, but these little interactions are just well, and see, and that's where I've that's where I've always I've have always felt confident with acting. Right. Like I've always felt very secure in that. It's when you add the singing and the dancing. Like I'm not a dancer. I have rhythm, but like on my acting resume, when it says dance, mine says I can move. (laughs) That's what I put for dance. Like I'm not a dancer. And so, you know, being in Mamma Mia, which requires choreography and and a lot of singing, I every night, I kid you not, opening night, (laughs) I drove home bawling my eyes out. Because I was so overwhelmed oh, okay. and humbled by the nice compliments that people were giving me, I could not handle it. Oh no! I was so overwhelmed by it, and in, in, in such a beautiful way. But like, you know, that opening weekend, my parents—you know—it was at the Station Theater, which if you've ever if you've ever been, it's, it's not—it's a tiny space. But my family, I think, bought like twenty something tickets for oh, that night. Really? So like. They were joking that it's the it Renee the, Wilson fan club. It was the Wilson show yeah. that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which was super <laughs> fun. And I had to 
my dad, God bless him. He's he's such a proud dad. He uh, all dads are. He loves to sit right in front, and I I caught him with his phone out, and during oh. intermission, oh yeah, and I was like, that's a big old no no. So during intermission, I uh, I heard someone on the other side of the curtain, and I could tell it was my sister, and I go, Rachel, <clears throat> tell dad to put his phone away. <laughs> What you should have done is gone back and called him. <laughs> I should have. I should have. Well, he, so I've been very fortunate that um, for three summers, so Cranert Center, I worked at Cranert Center for six years with their advancement team. Right. And they do uncorked uh, throughout the year on Thursdays. And they came to me back in, I think, 20. What is, what is uncorked? I'm, I'm unfamiliar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uncorked is um, usually it's on Thursdays from five to seven. and they have a variety of things. They have um, different musical acts perform there. They have, um, whether it's the School of Music, whether it's Lyric Theater, um, they program shows basically to come okay. in on Thursdays and do some kind of performance. Okay. Um, Push for Art is another one. They have all kinds of um, RSOs on campus or right. SROs. So, so Oh, yeah. So just kind of a, mm -hmm. a showcase place. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And um, so I was working there and they came to me and asked if I would be interested in doing one, one summer, because they knew that I, you know, do theater and do musical theater. And they said, we were thinking about maybe doing some kind of like Broadway show tunes. And I was like, absolutely. So I did an evening of Broadway and did it three summers in a row. And we had like our biggest turnout one year was I think we had close to 300 people <gasps> wow. come and just stand in the lobby and sit down and watch it. And my dad sits right in the front and <laughs> records like every single song. And what's been so great about that is that I'm able to invite whoever I want to come and perform. And I have Tommy Howie, who, if you ever needing anyone to play piano, he is one of the most gifted performers I've ever met. Really? And I'm yeah, so him. fortunate to call him my friend and to have him as like my right hand man constantly for, for Uncorked. Um, Justin Brower, who's also amazing, did it with me the first year and he was fabulous to work with as well. And, um, there's so much talent in this community. I agree. And I wholeheartedly agree. And part of the reason I love doing theater is because even if I'm not in a show, part of the reason I love going to see shows is because I'm constantly looking <laughs> as a director because I get to direct these and curate them and, you know, pick oh. what we do. Yeah. And so I'm constantly looking for new people to perform. And so like, you better believe during SpongeBob, I'm watching every single one of those performers <laughs> going, ooh, I bet they would sound really good up on stage with us too clever mm -hmm. <laughs> and i and i i try every year <sighs> to get new people every time we do it because again this community has so many people yeah. i want to broadcast as many people as i yeah. can yeah and give people an opportunity especially people who maybe if they haven't been given an opportunity yet and i feel like they deserve that chance yeah. like i really want to give them that opportunity that's beautiful right there thanks yeah. <laughs> no i mean it um i mean i feel that kind of way about this podcast yeah you know it's like i i'm new in you know i've only been in here in town a few years mm -hmm. and i'm just now after five years six years of working in parkland getting to know people yeah and but this has given me an excuse to call people up and say hey let's go get coffee <laughs> yeah absolutely and it's it's been phenomenal and i've made uh i don't know like four or five new friends already <laughs> Well, that's touching the best base thing. With, yeah, but touching base with 
folks like you who I probably won't get to work too much more, you know, too much with on a regular basis. Sure. Kind of thing, but. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the beautiful thing about theater. I mean, any, I think any kind of art form that you're in, mm -hmm. they, they always say the arts is such a small world and it really is because you find connections everywhere right. and, you know, somehow find out you have a mutual friend and you're like, my friend Abby Gailey, um, so her and my friend Chelsea and Ariane, we, we call each other the lady nerds. We met during Pride and Prejudice at Parkland. Oh, okay. And when Abby and I became Facebook friends, we were like, I knew we would have mutual friends, but I assumed it would be in this area. And she looks at me and she goes, how do you know Holly Height? And I look at her and I go, how do you know Holly Height? Because Holly is someone I went to middle school and high school with in North Carolina. <laughs> really? And Abby's from Maryland. And I'm like, how do you know you Holly know? Height? She went to school with her in college at UNC Chapel Hill. So Abby wow. and I were both in school in North Carolina close to the same time. And it turns out that Abby's aunt was my seventh grade teacher in middle school. Wow. And I'm like, this is the most that's bizarre world. Small, it's a tiny world. I know. But but I think that's the beauty of it too is not only finding those connections, but like my best relationships, whether it's romantic, platonic, whatever the situation is, I have made the best relationships in my life from being in the arts and meeting people and connecting with people. And it's yeah. such a there's yeah. Cause I'm going to throw this out. Yeah. See, see if you agree with it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I have a hard time find, you know, with the definition of what home is because yeah. I've moved around so much that, oh, you know, what, you know, having one place and yeah. being forced to move and being choice to move, uh, home, you know, having a hometown is, mm -hmm. A concept I, 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 I grapple with, mm -hmm. but there's always, you know, but once I find the theater crowd, mm -hmm. there's always a little bit of family, mm -hmm. you know, and there's always this little bit of, uh, uh, you know, like you said, there's, there's love in almost every oh, yeah. group that I find. Uh, and especially now that I'm finding my footing in mm -hmm. the local theater here in Champaign. Uh, I'm finding more and more of those yeah. chosen family members. And it's kind of, it's like yeah. I said, and it's super nice. And I think, I don't know if you feel the same way. Absolutely. Using those terms of yeah. Yeah, chosen absolutely. family kind of thing. So I, I think a chosen family is such a perfect way to describe it because I think oftentimes, you know, there are so many people out there who maybe don't have a good relationship with their families mm -hmm. and they're they're looking for that connection and that love and that acceptance. And I think being in theater gives a lot of people that home that they have been missing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I also think I'm a th I also think that the theater arts and the performing arts mm -hmm. uh are much better at I don't I won't say teaching us how to be better to each other, teaching mm -hmm. us, you know, empathy and sympathy. Mm -hmm. Um but I think it gives us uh, a more concentrated practice mm, in mm -hmm. how to be empathetic and sympathetic yeah. and, you know, put on somebody else's shoes and walk that mile. And Yeah. I think that, I think oftentimes because we are um, being asked to play these roles and really dig in and dive into these mm -hmm. characters, um, you know, oftentimes like say you have someone who's playing, you know, a serial killer 
you don't have to have murdered someone <laughs> to know what it is they're feeling, you know? Right. And it's it's finding that connection with that character and understanding mm-hmm. like what led them to this, like what feelings. Right. And and um one of the best advice I got from from a teacher is um we had someone in our class who was talking about their character and they're like, I just I don't like this person. And she's like, no, 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 no. Your job as this character is to be their biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. You have to love your character and understand that they are the way they are for a reason and figure out what that reason is so that right. you can try to make other people feel something. And I think when we're diving into these characters, um, so often, you know, other people are watching us work. And they're, you know, when we're interacting during these shows with people, sometimes it's, I, for me, people say that I'm super outgoing and usually I'm pretty upbeat most of the time. And I like, I like being happy. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. Um, but I love really, really dark theater. <laughs> like <laughs> the, the more like tragic and like, thought provoking it is the better it is like i want to do shows where people come out of it completely wrecked (laughs) okay yeah so i think this is where you and i start to diverge (laughs) (laughs) Uh, first of all i agree with you on all of that i think and i said i think that those are the reasons why we learn to be better human beings toward each other through the arts Mm -hmm. you know because we're we're not looking at it from the outside. We're, you know, yeah. we force ourselves. Because I had my one of my professors at theater said I was writing a, a character analysis for something, and he says, "No, you know, this is what Mike thinks. What does the character think?" Mm-hmm. And he that was all he said, but he made me go back and redo it. And I'm okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, I so I sat. I literally sat on my bedroom floor for hours, just putting my head through it. And okay, now I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's you know it's it's finding that somebody else's lens, mm-hmm. so which I think was the interesting experiment there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have said on this podcast and to most people I've ever met in my life in the arts that I am not a fan of realism. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds from some of the comments you just made. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of realism? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Why? And I'm, and again, this is, just go ahead. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll quit talking. I took a psychology class in college mm-hmm. and I really love figuring out why people are the way they are, why they mm-hmm. think the way they do. Um, I think that a lot of times when you go see musicals, I I, I think there's a big debate sometimes between plays and musicals about, you know, musicals are just fluff. So often I've heard people Mm. say, oh, they're fluff and it's just a big spectacle. And I was like, you do understand that sometimes doing musicals is a lot harder Mm -hmm. because, you know, you're having to do acting on top of singing, on top of choreography. Like there's so many more moving parts. But then again, when you're doing plays, it's like, all you have is you in that stage and the people you're performing with. Like you don't have a song to kind of take you away for a minute. You don't have that, that, that structure. Yeah. That yeah. Support. And I, I love going to see shows and being in shows that really 
really make you think, but they're, they're situations where, oh, I've been through this or, or, oh yeah, I've seen something like this happen. Um, because to me going to shows like that and sitting in a space, watching people experience something that maybe I've gone through or have known someone who's gone through that to me, that hits so much deeper Okay. than something that's, you know, like wicked, you know, it's a beautiful show. It is. And I great fun. I saw it for the first time just, you know, in the past five years, which I hate to admit that, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I, I, there was, when she started performing Defying Gravity. Oh yeah. The end of act one, you're just weeping. But here's the thing. I didn't even realize I was crying. All of a sudden (laughs) I was like, my face is wet. (laughs) I've seen it. It's just, it's just, it's coming out everywhere. I've seen it twice on the big stage like that. Both times at that moment. Kaboom. And I, oh my God. It's amazing. It's amazing. Every time. Yeah. But, but you know, like. The likelihood of something like that happening. Right. No, no, in your right. Life. Like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just, I, I really enjoy shows that help you. Is it like, especially if someone doesn't know a lot about theater and they're going and experiencing something, being able to see something that they can really relate to right. and it, and it opens their eyes to theater mm-hmm. in a way that they've never experienced. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That, I, I, that makes perfect sense. Because you say something, I love seeing things that make you think. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that as yeah. well. Realism bores me. And I that don't. That can happen. <laughs> it can happen. See, I love Wicked because it's not real. Sure. It's, I mean, the human, the human element is there. Well, you, you probably want to escape the, the everyday I'm mundane. An esca- I'm an yeah. escapist. Yes. Yeah. I don't need to delve in deeper to the the human condition. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that frightens me just a little bit. <laughs> and not that I don't appreciate it, but that's yeah. um but now that you say that, yeah. I can I see that in your work too. You, you you're oh, very good at that. Thanks. And I'm no actor. And I, <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Could not do it. It's why there's a lot of um you know, I have been very, very lucky to have worked with, like yourself, so many wonderful directors in mm-hmm. this community. But there are still, I like, I'm to the point now um, with because of work and life and everything. Like, I have to really want to do a show to audition for a show now, just because mm-hmm. you know it takes up a lot of time. It's a right. big commitment, but it also has to be a director that I really want to work with. And I've been fortunate to cross people off my list, but there's still a handful of people that are at the top of my list that I really, really want to work with. Yeah. And I don't even care what the show is. If I know that they're directing, yeah, yeah. I want to do a show. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, whether or not I get cast, that's another story, but I will audition. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I th- I think that's fair. And that goes kind of goes back to the finding your family. You know, yeah. there's people you want to work with. You will absolutely project is, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah. I want to work with these people and mm-hmm. see what we can do. Yeah. Yeah, that's that that yeah, that's just heartwarming to me. That's that's what makes it fun. Yeah. 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 Agreed. And I hope you know that like you have built quite the name for yourself in this community and are spoken of very highly. Um I'm finding people keep trickling that out. And, it's true. <laughs> and I'm finding it I guess humbling is the right word. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I find it difficult to accept. Sure. And I can't tell you why. And I think I, I, I kind of think I don't want it. 
I don't want mm-hmm. that kind of accolade because mm-hmm. now I got to live up to it. Sure. <laughs> it's like, I'm just me and I'm going to yeah. do stupid stuff and I'm, the next one's going to stink and, you know. <laughs> but you can tell that you're passionate. I think that it speaks volumes when you have a director who, lots of directors are passionate about the things that they do. But right. it's like, I feel like people like you, and I'm not just saying this because I'm here sitting with you right now, but like you, <laughs> you go the extra mile for your shows and like that hearing your reputation as a director and who you are as a person, that's the reason I auditioned for your show. Really? It's not because I wanted to do the show. I mean, I think I needed something at that time. I, I, you know, wanted something to fill my time just because I needed something to occupy myself with. Sure. But that's it. that wasn't a show that I necessarily was like super interested in doing. And it's nothing against the show. Like I heard, heard great things about the show well, and I know the station had done it. But like I did it because you were directing and I heard that you were great to work with. And I had ner- heard nothing but wonderful things. So that's wow. why I auditioned. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. I Again, that, that, that makes me suspicious. No. <laughs> 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 and <laughs> so thank you yeah very of course much. um what about you said you're now into creative writing yeah what are you doing uh i took a creative writing class when i was in college and really 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 loved it we spent a whole summer um writing all kinds of stories and i kind of worked it um, more than I have in the past. You know, when I was younger, I used to write a lot. And mm-hmm. I think my mom always thought that I was going to grow up and become a writer and kind of stop for a long time. And I was taking summer courses and needed something to do. And I really, really loved it. And the unfortunate part is I went to go pick up all my materials, like once the new school year had started. And apparently I'd gone one day too late and they had thrown it all away. <gasps> no. And I was devastated because no. <laughs> of course at the time like i didn't have any backups of anything because a lot of it was like stuff just, we had written in class or scribbled notes and yeah notebooks. Oh, yeah i was no. devastated but i still um i still have some of the work that i had done and have mm-hmm. some samples and um you know my weirdly enough my movement for the actor class in college um we had done this exercise where we went through, we were doing law band work and we we were going through all the different movements. And at the end of it, our teacher had us lay down on these yoga mats and we had to visualize our body as a house. And we had to, she started at your feet and like would work your way up your body. And so internally you're having to like visualize this house. And of course, you know, I'm visualizing my parents' house, like what's most familiar And it wasn't until I got up to, like, I got to my stomach and I remember sitting there and I was, had been going through different rooms in the house, got up to my stomach. I was looking in at my brother's room and my brother was in there. I was looking at him and there was like the most angelic music playing. It was so beautiful. And I remember I didn't want to leave that room. And she was starting to move and say, okay, now we're going to move up towards, you know, your chest. And I remember thinking, like, I don't want to leave. Like, I don't want to go anywhere. And eventually I did. But then once I left his room, all of a sudden, like, everything opened up. And it was, like, a house I'd never seen before. Everything was brand new. And afterwards, we had to immediately start writing. 
And so I ended up writing a story called My Body is a House. And we, as I don't think a lot of people recognize, you know, when you say like, oh my God, I felt sick to my stomach. It's because your emotion is being held in your stomach. Right. And in through writing that, I realized the reason I didn't want to leave that room is because I was terrified of losing my brother. So my brother actually passed away um, oh. back in 2011. And this was years before that had happened. Oh, really? And so I re- at his funeral, actually, I read that story um, Did, in tribute to him. Was he sick? Did you know this was coming? Or? No. No. He had So he had spina bifida. So he was paralyzed from the waist down. Okay. And I think that he had gone into another seizure. And I think his heart just gave out. Right. He had He started having a lot more seizures. And he was 30 when he passed. And I think that he he'd probably had like probably close to 20 surgeries throughout his lifetime, like had steel rods in his oh, back. Right. And, so, I mean, yeah. so he had not been 100%. Yeah. Yeah. For most of his life then. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he, he was in great health for all intents and purposes. It's just, I think once he started having the seizures, it just was taking was just out much. of him yeah. more and more. Yeah. So, which is why when we did She Kills Monsters, like that really hit home for me, like especially the ending and listening oh, to them talk to each other. Talking oh, to, yeah. oh, my stars. Yeah. Yeah. And so after I did that story, um, it has been a, it's on my bucket list that I actually want to write a children's book. Oh, that's marvelous. And I want to associate, like use my brother as kind of like the character of it and mm-hmm. kind of work around um, his disability and kind of talk about how just because he's considered disabled doesn't mean he's unable. Right. And kind of use him as like a character to be able to speak to the community of people who maybe are also wheelchair bound and who also, you know, deal with, you know, everyday struggles of finding where they belong and showing them as kind of a superhero in a way and being able to like cater to that community. Oh yeah. That sounds beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. Have you written it or? No, (laughs) (laughs) I, my family knows it's something that I want to do and I keep like, it's something that is very, very close to my heart that I that I know I'm going to do. It's just a matter of like no. sitting down and focusing and, right. and doing it and finding the right words yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I would think something that close, mm-hmm. something that deep inside of you is going to be yeah. challenging, mm-hmm. especially if you want to boil it down to a kid's book. Yeah. I mean, cause eventually or, like, like what, like young readers, like young picture book or yeah, I how think, do you see it? So, when I first thought about it, I was like, oh, we'll just do like one book. But then I started thinking a little bit more wide about it and thinking, what if I did kind of like a series? And like, I immediately started thinking big picture of what if I created this character who also had friends who all of his friends all had different types of challenges. Right. And finding and dedicating each book to a different character and they were all connected, but then using that as a platform to then travel around and like do public speaking and talk to these kids and give representation where maybe there isn't so that young kids can see themselves in these books and be like, oh, I want to be that character. Yeah. 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 So figuring out what that looks like. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's a huge challenge. Yeah. Yeah, you got me thinking. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what got you into? I mean, so how did you? You said you've always been writing, even yeah. as a kid. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, so is that right up there with always been acting and singing and? Yeah, I think I started. I I won some like writing competitions when I was younger, when I was in third or fourth grade. Um, so second and third grade, we were living in Indiana. I don't remember a lot of my time there because I mm-hmm. got into a bicycle accident and fractured my skull. Oh, man. <laughs> so my parents always jokingly say, like, we knew you were hard-headed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm stubborn. Um, <laughs> so Mom and dad are funny. They, My parents are, <laughs> gosh, they're fantastic. Um, my parents have actually been married since they were 17, which is insane to me. Wow. So how yeah. many years at this point? Uh, they have been married for, this year will be 42 years. Wow. Yeah. Congrats to them. I know, right? I just got my Set. mom a Mother's Day card that said, thanks for putting up with dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After 42 he years. He thought I, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I get my intellect from dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but they, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I I was writing a lot then, and then I kind of stopped just because, you know, I got busy doing other yeah, things and got really into phases, theater. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So have you ever written for the theater? I have I, not. Just out of sheer curiosity? I have not. Ever had a desire? No. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Okay. I, I have a lot of friends who are – Really, again, I'm going to bring up Tommy Howie. Tommy is known for, he is so good with words and he has some of the most amazing poetry and he is constantly having people say, you need to publish this. Mm -hmm. And um, he is someone who I feel like could create an epic piece of work for the theater, whether it's a play or a musical or whatever. Um, I've not had, I have more of a desire to direct and very specific shows though and sure. figuring out like what spaces I would want to direct those in it it terrifies me to think about doing like watching SpongeBob I could never oh, uh, like doing a production that big with that many people like <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how y'all do it like even she kills monsters like that's too many people that terrifies me. <laughs> there wasn't 10 of us there. That's too many. That is, like, I'm thinking, like, I want, like, five people tops. Godot. Two on a stage there at a time. Go. <laughs> Actually, so, I don't know if I should say this because someone might take my idea. Um, Children's Hour is one of my favorite shows. Okay, yeah. I and I would one. I would love to see that done. And I would love to direct it. And I know I should probably, like, submit it at some point, but... I don't know. I get so nervous about, because I've never directed other than like doing Uncorked or in high school. I did a Neil Simon one act, you know, but other than that, it's like. It's like singing. You just get used to it. Sure. (laughs) I feel like maybe I should start with like maybe assistant directing and like working underneath to kind of like watch the process. Nah, you've done enough shows. You know what it means to be a director. Yeah. You've been in enough. You've. Yeah. Just do it. I should. Maybe I will. 
You heard it here, folks. She's going to do it. <laughs> we're going to strong arm her into yeah. directing the children's hour. <laughs> I've had a lot of great influence. So, I mean, I'd be in great company. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. We got your back. No worries. Okay. Um, yeah. Last few questions here. Sure. Um, what about, uh, tell me what about either theater or writing mm-hmm. or the whole shebang, mm-hmm. what about it turned you on? Mm. And I use that phrase very specifically. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's the connections that of um, connections with the characters as well as connecting with the people in your show. Like mm-hmm. I said, I have made some of the best relationships with people from theater. Um, going back all the way to high school. Um, right. And... I think to me, that's the most appealing part of it is I know that every time I do a show, I get so excited about who am I going to meet this time? Right. Like what new person am I going to meet that inspires me and and gets me excited? And um, I'm a big fan of when I go see shows and someone has really blown me away and like really, truly spoken to me with their performance. Um, I will go out of my way to not only try to see them after the show to tell them how much, like I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. the performance, but I often will find them on social media if they are on social media and stalk them. Yes. (laughs) I will find you. Uh, No, I, um, I mean, luckily I, I, know of most of the people that I, I see perform. Maybe it's my first time seeing them, but I will send them a private message and literally give them like a review of themselves <laughs> and like just, and, but I'm very specific because I know as a performer myself, it means so much to me when someone is very intentional with mm-hmm. and, and more, not even like, Oh my God, like that was such a great job. You did so wonderful. But like, I remember seeing Next to Normal on Broadway okay. years ago. Alice Ripley came out after the show, and I told her, watching you in moments when you weren't saying anything was so moving, and like watching your character process everything that was happening and you actively listening to what other people were saying about you was breathtaking. And she was signing my program, and she looks up at me, and she goes, Thank you so much wow. for noticing. And I was like, it, it's that kind of stuff as a performer myself that I love giving to other people. And I want them to know, like Spencer Hazen's a great example. My friend and I went to see SpongeBob and they were so fascinated with like every single one of his characters. He did a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, he was all over that stage. He was all over that stage. But she said specifically the jellyfish scene. She said there was something about that scene where it's like he never stopped moving. He was very intentional about that character. And so I made a point to be like, hey, when you have a free minute, I need you to give me a call because I need to give you some compliments. (laughs) And it's too much to text. Because I, I, especially with, you know, younger people too, like as they're still getting into it, I want them to know like, hey, people notice you. They see you. You're doing great. But I think you're taking the extra step and saying people are seeing you you're great this is why yes i think is the important part that you're getting at yeah 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 and you know and i don't 
I don't do that with everyone because I don't want to feel like I'm lying. Right. So, so like if I you? see yeah. pe- if I see people after the show, like they may have done a great job, but if they didn't blow me away, I know that right. sounds awful. <clears throat> I'm not going to say like. Well, you know, it's it's. You don't want to gush over everybody. No, no. That's your grandma's job. Exactly. <laughs> Go home for that. <laughs> Dad's got video for years. <laughs> Anything about the art form that turns you off? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, without hesitation. <laughs> holy crow. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> Most people will go, uh. No. I. So for me, it's. <laughs> It's called drama for a reason sometimes, you know? (laughs) And for me, the thing that turns me off is when there is so much drama outside of the show itself. Right. That is just like, y'all, we are here. We are all working together Mm -hmm. for this show. I don't care if so-and-so is mad at this person or this person or who did what. Like, leave it outside. Like, we are all adults here working together. Um, that for, and I think, I think as people grow older, it gets easier to like focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, being in the arts, you work with people of all ages. Right. And so, I mean, I take that into account, obviously, because, you know, no matter what show you're doing, you're going to have people it's, younger than you, people yeah. older than you. There's, um, there's, that, there's always at least one angsty person. Oh, sure. Yeah. No. Oh, I mean, we were all <clears throat> there at one point. Yeah, granted, but. I'm getting older. Yeah. And it's easy for me to let it go, but it's mm-hmm. also getting real easy for me to just ignore and other people. Yeah. You know, it's like, like dump, whatever. Well, and I think I think that it makes it um I think it makes it a lot easier if especially if you're a director to think okay, maybe this isn't someone I want to work with again. Right. You know? Well, that yeah, that happens, especially yeah. if you're you know, if you're directing more sure. than you are acting, yeah, sure. yeah, it's easy to <laughs> you're yeah. in control. I don't want to worry. Yeah, yeah. I don't care how show the bad bad the show is going to be yeah. without you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth my, it's not worth my blood pressure. <laughs> be like, oh, this person, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. get that totally. Yeah. Um, is there any other art form that you would like to try that you have not at this point? I think I'd like to try painting. Why? It seems very therapeutic. I was just explaining to my niece. She came home from school one day. And she's like, Nene, I'm not an artist. She goes, look how bad this is. And I said, well, did you use, you know, your pencil or pen to, to draw that? She's like, yeah. And I said, well, then you're an artist. <laughs> I said, who says that you're not? And she's like, but it's not good. I said, according to who? I said, just because you may not think it's good, someone else may look at it and think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I said, it's it's all subjective to right. whoever's looking at it. Um, and I think I struggle with that a lot growing up. Like I had taken a costume design class and I was like, God, this is so hard. And yeah. trying to draw the figures and everything. But um, yeah, I don't know. I see, you know. Again, you know, Katie Burke was talking about how she's gotten, painting, you yeah. know, back into it and everything. And I was like, man, maybe I need to go to one of these open painting classes and just, <laughs> it just, it seems like to me, it's something that you can just not have to think about. 
and just allow the paintbrush to just do what it wants to do. And it doesn't have to be anything. Right. You know? It, uh, the way you the way you phrase that, it sounds like it's almost a polar opposite of what we do in the theater. Yeah. Where everything is so detailed and specific and yeah. rehearsed. And, and painting doesn't need to be that. It right. literally is just whatever you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a zen mm-hmm. moment there. Yeah. Is there any other art form you know you would never want to try? Mm. Man, that's tough. Um, I don't, you know, after doing She Kills Monsters, I don't think swords are my thing. Uh, I, <laughs> but you've I tried it. <laughs> I have tried it. Um, I don't know that I am coordinated enough to uh, go go that route. And try, I was very, I was very pleased watching everyone else do it, and they were so wonderful to watch. And I was like, I am so glad that I do not have to be doing this the way that they are. You you wielded a sword in that. I mean, not much. Yeah, but you but did I, it. Yeah, and I died instantly. Right. Yeah. But that was in the script. Not sure. Because, <laughs> not because you were bad at it. Yeah. 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 Is there anything you know that you've never tried? That you wouldn't. See, I won't give you that one because you have done it. And okay, no, that's fair. That's and, fair. And you, you can say, oh, okay, I've tried it now. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, I'm genuinely stumped right now. That's fair. Yeah. I love this question because yeah. uh, about we're at about 50-50 at this point. Anybody yeah. I talk to, they either have an answer of something. Yeah. I know I'm never going to do this and yeah. I've got a reason why. Yeah. Or they're like you. I was like, no, I'll try anything once. Yeah. Kind of thing. I I think for me, um, art is very subjective. It can be so many different types of things, sure. right? Yeah. So like I I think about, you know, um like I almost think about like martial arts. Okay. Types types things. And I, I don't know that that's something I would I'm fascinated by it and I think it's super cool. And I get super pumped watching other people do it, but it's not for me. Fair enough. Yeah. Again, yeah. coordination, not really my yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm not... Yeah. I can't dance. And I'm getting a little <laughs> bit older, so it's like, I don't really... Like, I go to the gym to do all that stuff. I don't need to... And for me, that's kind of like an art form in itself a little bit sometimes. Being Strength training. Rat, yeah. Gym rat kind of thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Absolute last question. Yeah. Is there any place where we can see or experience some of your art? Uh, next time I get cast in a show, yeah, uh, yeah, I should maybe start figuring out a way to post more stuff. Well, you know, it's not who you are. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I think, I think of like visual arts so often more than like performing arts as like a better way to like showcase. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, so often with performing arts, it's like, you're not supposed to record. Yeah. It's, Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so transient in nature that. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime anyone wants to go out to karaoke, like, let's go. I'm always down for a good karaoke night. Karaoke in Urbana. (laughs) (laughs) So we will see you the next time you're in a show and you'll let us know. Absolutely. I am hoping that maybe Craner is – Tommy and I are just waiting for them to tell us that they want us to do Uncork this summer. So I'm patiently waiting. So hopefully I will keep you updated. Yeah, we will definitely put that in there. Yeah. Cool. Uh, thank you very much for so spending the after, uh, spending the evening with me and thanks for having, having me. a good time. This is lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for hanging around and geeking out with us. 
If you enjoyed the show, hit the like and subscribe buttons. And more importantly, join the conversation and leave us a message or comment. We'd love to hear about your nerdy art. Thanks again, and join us next week for more Art Nerds.